Did you know the Olympics just happened? The ones with the skiing and the skating? They were a pretty good time. It's okay if you miss them, though, because the incredible thing about the Olympics is that they're going to happen again. That's right, just a little farther north of where they just happened. So hang in there until 2020 and get ready for the Olympics that don't have skiing or skating, but do have people running fast, people throwing heavy things, and gymnastics. The Olympics. They happen every two years. You'll catch one eventually. Yes, come to see you. Welcome to the Up for Discussion podcast, the only podcast on the internet where we talk about the things that we talk about in the order that Simon wants to talk about them. And uh, I'm Adrian Schoen, <laughs> and uh, we have with us... Simon Pelkey. And uh, Tom Zalatni. Simon, you sound really upset with the way that went. <laughs> Let's talk about I, I, it. Simon does not like it when you screw with the opening tagline. <laughs> I am... Um... I, I you know what I don't I don't want to dictate where this podcast goes so you, where, where do you guys want to talk about where where do you guys want to start Give me some uh, privileged fury come on <laughs> uh, Shout think, into her heart I think the Oscars were just fine as they were They were <laughs> sufficiently dull <laughs> I uh, I did not see the Oscars but I figured they would probably be as they always were which is white straight and oblivious they did a really <laughs> phenomenal job at keeping it uncontroversial. <laughs> but still, but by doing so, we're controversial. Are we really saying that having Jimmy Kimmel as a host is not controversial? I feel I like he's really fucking boring. Anything, but anything I, about Jimmy Kimmel's being a host. And I, it blows my mind that nobody, like, I have nothing against Jimmy Kimmel. I think he did not? a fine job. Um, but A, he's not like the most um, relevant comic at the moment uh after a a year of women coming forward he's not a woman comic uh like correct they chose to make a very strong stand about diversity and then they chose like a white dude and i I have a hard time wrapping my head around it but i think he did a fine job and i don't want to disparage him for that i just thought it was an odd choice i will (laughs) say a white dude named jimmy (laughs) He's not even the best white dude named Jimmy. I can no. think of four others off the top of my head. Kimmel? Like if, yeah. Hendrix? Neutron? Page. Oh, all right. Neutron? Fallon? Jimmy Neutron? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, early 2000s CG animated cartoon character Jimmy Neutron would have been a better host than Jimmy Fallon. That would have been a bold choice. Jimmy I would have been behind that. Yeah. Uh, Halpert? Jim. <laughs> He's a Jim. He's a Jim. Yeah. But he's he's got some hot Amazon series. Could we now. get the CEO of Jimmy John's? Mm. Mm. That would be some spice. I I wonder. <laughs> <laughs> that would be some spice. Yeah. No. I, I uh, yeah. No. I just haven't haven't watched the Oscars. I would like paid attention to them last year, but I didn't. I've never watched the Oscars, but last year I was actually paying attention. Whereas t- whereas this year I was like, oh, were the Oscars tonight? Oh, all right. Well. See- my my husband and I like my husband actually came to me. He's like, you know, let's uh, let's get high and watch the Oscars. <laughs> nice. 
And then he started to backpedal. He's like, we could just watch like a good movie or something. We don't actually have to watch the Oscars. And I was like, but it's fun to watch the Oscars because mm. A, it's like you get to criticize people. So mm-hmm. you're like picking apart what they're wearing, how they're presenting. Is it like, how are the bits going? Is it working? Is it not? And then you also have this game element where it's like watching a football game. Like who's going to win? Like you get to play along. So, like, why? It's once a year. Yeah. Like, why not watch the Oscars? Exactly. Apparently, Jennifer Lawrence had the most fun. Did she? Yeah, I was seeing a thing about how she was, like, dancing across the red carpet and, like, photobombing people and walking over all the step, uh, all the all the seats while holding a glass of white wine and stuff like that and just making faces and laughing with people and dancing. She stood next to Jodie Foster, and I couldn't decide whether or not she was just very tall or Jodie Foster was very small or they had done some sort of Ant-Man effect to her like to make her look like she was growing to an abnormal size. A fun Jennifer- fact about Jodie Foster is that she's actually very, very tall and mm. they used a special camera that flips things uh, so that she'd look shorter than Jennifer and she, I think she, she was stood- standing, standing like six yeah. feet behind <laughs> Jennifer Lawrence. They, they did a Lord of the Rings thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, yeah, no, I uh, congratulations to Guillermo del Toro for winning Best Picture. I love him. And congratulations to Jordan Peele for <coughs> winning the award that he won that I can't remember the name of. Screenwriter. Screenwriter? And I love him too. Yeah. That made me so happy. That that was good. Everybody stood up for him. It was so good. Get Out was phenomenal. I still yeah. haven't seen it. I'm waiting for it to be on Netflix. Oh, man. oh it's so good. Oh, man. I hear. Oh, so good. Oh, man. What's, man. what's wrong with you, Tom? I don't like going to the movie theater. This has been this has been an established part of my personality for nigh on a decade. <laughs> uh, yeah, I loved. Um, there's a picture of Keegan Michael Key mm-hmm. uh, finding out that Jordan Peele just won the Oscar <laughs> and looking very excited about it. And next to him is Colin Hanks, and I <laughs> like that idea of being <clears throat> Colin best Hanks. friends with Jordan Peele and also good enough friends with Colin Hanks to watch the Oscars with him. I feel like that's that's my goal in life. They both seem like genuinely charming, mm-hmm. like nice people. Yep. <laughs> I, I I saw a, a, a gif of. A, a woman I couldn't tell it was kind of blurry so I couldn't quite tell who it was but she was clapping but only with her palms and her fingers were like outstretched out so that she wouldn't accidentally clap her nails together and it was like it's so strange to watch and especially her fingers are bent back so far I like I can't even I can't even do it like it's <laughs> and it's like everybody at home hold your hands out in front of you okay if you're in the bus that's an ex- extra reason to do it Hold out your hands in front of you. Bend your your fingers as far back as you can and try to clap only using your palms. That sounds okay, but it looks very silly. Yeah. I, I got two things to say about this that are Wonderful. very important. Please do. Um, first of all, if you've ever like had fake nails for a day, it is incapacitating. Like your whole body has to change because you cannot open doors, you cannot <clears throat> open pop cans, you cannot do anything because you're you have to my mom used to have long nails and she would take like a quarter to open a pop can because you can't get your your hand under there. <laughs> so you're just completely useless. But the other thing is that um Tony Robbins, you know the motivational speaker? Mm-hmm. He does the weirdest clap of all time where he does not put his hands all the way together. He just does this like pantomime of clapping because he <laughs> clapped so hard that he was hurting himself. So he wow. had to stop. But I feel like I you can just do the the clap where your hands are perpendicular to each oh, other. Oh, Tony Robbins can't. 
<laughs> he right? has too much enthusiasm. Like, I'm doing it so gently. Listen to that volume. But that is not the clap you of a success. You got to your mic, bro. I'm sorry. <laughs> That is it's not the clap man. of a successful man. The, yeah, well, that's a clap of a mic hitting man, <laughs> which is not a successful man. Though that Venn diagram is just two circles next to each other. Eat healthy, exercise regularly, take cold showers, avoid sugar, practice yoga, drink more water, meditate, practice mindfulness, wear barefoot shoes, avoid fat, eat more fat, Go vegan, try paleo, do CrossFit, drink bone broth, try black do P90X, try a 30 squats a day, eat more day squats, keto strongly good care, mind flares, get less eat, eat avoid the dirty dozen, try a bark, drink staying healthy can feel overwhelming at times. Sometimes it feels like you have to change all your habits just to meet the baseline. But sometimes, all it takes is one little change. Ether Kombucha contains four powerful probiotic strains along with essential vitamins and antioxidants, all in a delicious, refreshing package which helps regulate digestion, support the immune system, and aid in the body's natural detox processes. Living healthier can be a treat with Ether Kombucha. Ether Kombucha. Do what works for you. For more information, follow us on Instagram at Ether Kombucha. Do you know what Tony Robbins gets a lot of? Money. Money. <laughs> That's not where I was going. Um, I mean, according to him, also women. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's dark. Yeah. You know what else is dark? The Olympics. Donating to us? Yeah. Patreon. <laughs> Patreon.com slash up for discussion. If this year's Winter Olympics also didn't watch these, didn't know they were happening until they were gone. Yep. Uh, are if- they over? I <laughs> Are they? I don't know. They are. <sighs> okay. Uh, if this year's Winter Olympics taught us anything, it's that people crave close personal relationships almost as much as they crave gold medals and international esteem. If Tessa and Scott have you inspired to help people uh, to help people to work hard at achieving their dreams while also having meaningful relationships with the people they work with, we've got you covered with Patreon. Patreon.com is a crowdfunding site that lets creators like us form magical intimate bonds with our audience so that we can do fancy spins right into your hearts indeed indeed if you pledge as little as a dollar a month to us on patreon you'll be joining the fine the ranks of fine folks like patrick gabriel candelin candace <laughs> <laughs> sorry what's that name what's that name again candelin candelin let's rewind take take that again i want candelin to hear you say her name that way <laughs> Candling. <laughs> Kendalyn. <laughs> Candace. Eric. Carlea. Thomas. George. And Alex. And if you give at least $5 a month, you get to tell us what to talk about about once per cycle on the show. See, Adrian? They tell us what to talk about, not me. Mm-hmm. That's true. <laughs> Our first Patreon topic comes from Patrick. <laughs> Who asks? You sure it's not Patrick? <laughs> Our first page on topic comes from Pitrick, <laughs> who asks, what's one thing that each of you think you can do better than your co-hosts? Basically, who would win uh, what the up for discussion, who would win what, who would win what? <laughs> do we need to just like start this episode over uh, from the top? Are you okay, Simon? I'm, I'm just going to retake the Patreon. Just oh, the, please, please don't. Just just take the questions. Basically, <laughs> who would win what in the Up for Discussion Olympics? 
Uh, I feel uh, like those are two questions. Who right? would win what in the upper discussion Olympics? Because I, I think what I would do is flubber my way through a Patreon question right. better than anybody else. Are these admirable <laughs> things that we're competing for? I, he, are we like a race to the bottom? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it could be both, right? <laughs> I had a high school teacher who handed out awards uh, that were big wooden L's that he spray painted gold because his last name was Lavoie. Uh, but he also jokingly called them the loser awards, depending on who he was handing them out to. <laughs> like, I won one for being the student who did no work ever, but still got 100 in his class. Nice. Another guy won one for getting the most detentions. <laughs> and I think maybe one of us was not a winner. <laughs> I think there's a certain pride in in. Uh... Um, doing something that is not admirable, but doing it the most. Hmm. I can, I can, I can see that. Like eating the most cheeseburgers in 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 under a minute. Yeah, Kobayashi is certainly succeeded by doing something that nobody thinks is a good idea. Uh, strong disagree. <laughs> uh, Weird Al Yankovic. No, no, I hard disagree. <laughs> Isn't he coming here soon? He's a national treasure. He you is. shut your face. <laughs> I'd go so far as to say he's an international treasure. Mm. Maybe. Yeah. I wouldn't know. I'd, well, actually, uh, Cor- South Korea, huge fans of the accordion. Hmm. So probably popular. What about there. Weird Al's accordion? Just the accordion in general? In general. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I think, real talk, I think I can snowboard better than... All of you. You can definitely snowboard better than me. So yeah. I've never done it, so I'm gonna give you yeah. I, I do think I would be on par with did you guys see there's this footage of this this American uh snowboarder who like by like ex, uh, exploding a loophole in the Olympic rules managed to compete for Hungary in the snowboard half pipe and she is not good at it. Where oh, like no. <clears throat> like so how it is that you have this big half pipe that goes down a slope and the, the, the snowboarders will like go up one side and do like a backflip and then come back down and then go up and do like a 720 and then back down. And she just like barely clears the lip, just kind of goes up, down, up, down. Like she looks like a 12-year-old at a ski resort. And it is wonderful. <laughs> I'd be on par with her. Mm. But you'd, I, you'd be on par yeah. with the worst Olympian. Yes. Okay, that's still pretty good. I think it's still pretty good. I feel like yeah. you've got to be really good to get to the Olympics, even if you are the worst person at well, the Well, so she only qualified because, like, at the events where she qualified, there there has to, like, they pick the top 30 and, like, 25 people showed up. This could oh, be, like, right? a, a cool runnings thing where, like, it's a country <laughs> that does not have that sport, but they just, like, we're going to go for it. <laughs> well, so she, she competed for Hungary, which I feel like is... It's not that unlikely that Hungary has snowboarders. It's just that she was American, but like probably had a Hungarian parent, like grandparent or something. Mm-hmm. And Wasn't it that she already had like enough? Uh, like she only had to not get negative points at that. It was something like that. Yeah, yeah. Where, like, she, she was basically... like very conservative because she knew that she already would place or mm-hmm. something. Yeah, she had. She basically had to not crash. Right. Mm-hmm. Which she didn't. She she was successful at staying upright. Well, and I feel like that's I'd be I would probably do that. I feel like that's still like that's admirable. Yeah, I I couldn't compete for uh for Denmark or I mean for Denmark. <laughs> I couldn't compete for Canada. I was thinking maybe Denmark, but no, Denmark definitely has great snowboarders. Mm. They've got Greenland. They mm. they've got plenty of plenty of mountains there. Yeah, but they've got that geothermic heat. Do they have a lot of snow? Uh, there is a lot of snow in Denmark. Also, you don't need no, snow to snowboard. That's true. You can throw that thing on some soft grass. I'm some, thinking of Iceland. Some mud. Moist dirt. Iceland also has a lot of snow. <laughs> They've got all of it. I said moist dirt. 
but I was thinking mud. <laughs> but also moist dirt. I feel like moist the dirt and thing. they are not different. Really? They are they are not the same is what I mean to say. <laughs> well, how many spoonfuls of dirt before you get a hole? Pardon? Four. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I, I'm going there's for. a gray area between you get mm-hmm. like moist yeah soil like when and, I, and when I mud. water <laughs> when I water my plants at home I'm not making mud but the dirt is damp okay yeah like a right yeah yeah that makes sense mm-hmm. yeah hmm. yeah I think I, I might know all of my capital cursive letters better than you guys ooh capital G is a rough one I know that one yeah Oh, is it the one that has like the two double loops at the top and comes back down? Yeah, it's like a yeah. thing. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is this is not a an audio no. an audio thing. Yeah, no, but I feel like I'm old enough that maybe I learned all those things better than you guys. Probably. <laughs> Good job. <That's>, yeah. that... <laughs> I had to do cursive in elementary school, but then by high school we didn't need it anymore. Right. So I kind of mm-hmm. lost it. Yeah. Same. It's dying. Mm-hmm. I I did. I, I remember noticing in high school that all teachers, and this has been the truth throughout all my education, all teachers have some sort of hybrid handwriting that is somewhere in between cursive and block letters, right? Like they, they will pick and choose which ones they choose to keep and which ones they don't. You know what's really great is that they You got used, so excited for that I one. did. I got <laughs> so excited because I'm going to talk about crime. Yes. Um <laughs> They used to be able to pinpoint, uh, like, if they got a letter from somebody suspected of a crime, the FBI would be able to analyze what area that they were from based on what book of cursive that they learned to to write from. So they could pinpoint a region based on how you wrote your G's or your A's or... I thought that was really snazzy. Yeah, that's very cool. That's that makes me disappointed that we don't learn learn cursive anymore. But also, you can probably pinpoint with more accuracy text messages and things like that, right? Oh, maybe. Could you? Well, with like, I mean, GPS. <clears throat> yeah, like you know, <laughs> phone cell, numbers, cell, cell towers, phone numbers. But there's I, less of an IP art. addresses. Right. Oh, you could have a computer run through more data. Yeah. But like the the actual individualism of like the different, like you could consciously make people from different areas yeah. write differently so that you could pinpoint yeah. criminals. Yeah, that's pretty smart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe not as useful as a tracking tool. Yeah. As, as GPS is, but but smart given the technology they had at the but time. But it does it does look really cool when you say that that's how you caught the murderer. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah, that's like a very like last five minutes of a detective yeah. show. Like, <laughs> I ran his handwriting through the system and found out he was from North Carolina because he's got his dumb fucking G's <laughs> like this. <laughs> he used an apostrophe in that spot instead of just putting a G at the end of the word. So Where's I your, knew he was Southern. Where's your character from? I don't know. <laughs> but I'm a grizzled cop. He doesn't play by the rules. <laughs> Yeah. Maybe. What would you do better than anybody on this podcast, Tom? Play by the rules. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, gee, I don't know. Edit podcasts and produce shows. Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty good at that. You're better than all of us. I feel like I have a better understanding of my voice's relationship with my microphone. Probably. <laughs> than anybody else on this podcast i was just thinking yeah. that you, you have a greater control of your deep sultry well that's it delivery i, I know exactly um, what i'm doing with my voice me nope okay fair yeah but <laughs> well, that's the thing like i feel like i know i know how to Ooh. i know how to use this this tool i think maybe david would would have a slightly better time with it than me except mm. for familiarity with the equipment that's which true. is where i have that's the true. upper hand 
Yeah. Well, no. we can't all rub our balls on the mics when <laughs> when we all go home. It's a nightly routine for me. <laughs> it's important. I need to be intimately, question, intimately connected. Qu- question that's related to that and also very important. Mm-hmm. Which microphones? All. <laughs> There's five microphones in this room. I rub my balls on every single one of them every night before bed. Five? What? Yeah. I'm looking at four. You sure are. <laughs> oh. Anyway, <laughs> all um, right. Should we yeah. should we speak for the other for the other uh, cast members? What do you think Kate would be better at than all of us? Well, certainly uh, drawing. Yeah, yeah. There it is. Yep, yeah. yeah. hands down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I admit that as somebody who studied illustration, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> she's remarkable. Very good at it. at it. Yeah, I feel like Johan's character commitment mm-hmm. is stronger than any mm-hmm. of ours. Yeah, well, that's now, true. Speaking of Johan, uh, for people at home who are wondering where he's been the last two months, he Johann died. Died uh, <laughs> in a tragic in a, a tragic chairlift accident. Yep, he was snowboarding and uh, just couldn't make it to Hungary. On he was he, he was too blonde for this world. <laughs> he Yikes. was trying he was trying that that half pipe and just got caught and uh, <laughs> didn't didn't make it. Nope, nope. Uh, no, but he will be back in uh, mid April probably. From the yeah. dead, so that'll be good. Yeah, yeah, it'll be very, uh, very. His voice will be much more echoey than it has been before. Oh God, I hope not. <laughs> I've been trying really hard to reduce the echo in here. It's, it's, you know, it's a constant struggle. Mm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but yeah, I I avoid the Olympics most years because I feel like I don't <clears throat> like them. <laughs> <laughs> I I was trying to make yeah. that a I mean, deeper that's... thought, but like I just I don't get any joy really out of watching because they're boring or because i think what it is is i i have enough trouble watching like team sports and individual sports like throughout the year like i can kind of get behind watching a tennis match because i'm like oh that's two people i can figure out what i need to know about them by reading their wikipedia bios and then i can get into this with like a you know a team sport like baseball or basketball you can kind of you can build a Mm. you can build an intimacy with the team by watching enough but i feel like the olympics because they're once every four years like unless you mm. somehow have followed a team in their off season, like who gives a shit about any of the individual people with the exception of Tessa and Scott? <laughs> like no, no one. Like it's really hard to like care about the athletes. Who the are Olympics. Tessa and Scott? They're, they're figure skaters, right? Yeah, they're the Canadian. Yeah. They're from Montreal, actually. Mm. Oh, the really? Canadian figure skating duo who are almost definitely fucking and yeah. have fantastic chemistry. It's it's wonderful. Like I don't, I haven't watched the Olympics, but I've seen so many memes and headlines and articles and whatever about how sultry the the oh. the figure skating scene has been this year mm-hmm. it's impressive i think i think there's like a sort of there's some kind of sexual revolution going on right now where people are becoming more comfortable with that stuff being expressed yeah. publicly mm-hmm. and i think that's kind of that probably has a lot to do with it right probably like, you know dances in music videos yeah. are getting more yeah. intimate and like performance in general is getting mm. more intimate and yeah, yeah. It's, it's more okay to kind of explore that mm. so yeah. my all-time favorite uh winter olympic sport is the snow cross uh, what is that <clears throat> which is it's like a snow angel but you just like <laughs> completely still i would slay at that <laughs> you'd be better at that than any of us here i would beat all of y'all <laughs> did you say slay on purpose because the sleigh is kind of like a winter no toboggan thank you it's like more credit sleigh? than i deserve <laughs> so snowcross is like motocross but on snowboards so there's a track that you go down there's like five or six snowboarders at one time and you go down this like really intense track that has like a lot of steep edges a lot of curves a lot of jumps and that kind of thing 
uh, people fall all the time. Like you, you're jumping over these like really, really high bumps and crevices and stuff. It's very, it looks so cool. So I, I was, I was bummed. That's the one thing I was bummed that I missed. It's like intense snowboarding. Yeah, mm. I kind of like skeleton too, just because it looks so scary. That's like a snow angel, it. except you lie completely still <laughs> and I are mean, dead. You might as well just watch people going down a water slide. All day. <laughs> <laughs> That's the luge. That's what the luge is. It's just like I, they I can are. do that. No, because the, the skeleton is the one where you head first, and that's terrifying. <laughs> that's so scary. Oh, I, I I have a hard time getting into that one. I used to watch figure skating in the 90s when it was like the thing. Like, I remember the Tanya Harding, Nancy Kerrigan. Like, that was such a big thing. And right. I would watch it every every Olympics. But I just, um, I have not done it in a long time. I heard that the Tanya Harding movie kind of fell flat a little bit. Oh, I heard it was amazing. Yeah. I Somebody on my uh, Facebook feed said that it was her Dunkirk. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah. It was Three like... hours and very loud. Uh, Dunkirk was uh, like remarkably short. Really? Yeah, an was hour. It? it was like an hour and 40 minutes or something. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> I just assume it's really long because it looks boring. Uh, but also, like, Chris Nolan is known for making really long movies, but he made it real mm. short for this one. Yeah. I just, like, it. there's something about um, about that movie and, and Margot Robbie's, like, I've, I haven't seen it. I've only seen trailers and, and excerpts, but there's there's this, like, I don't know. I've, I've been noticing this trend in a lot of acting for like high profile actors and high profile movies where like, like uh, they're like the, one of the replacements for good acting is just making yourself really ugly or like very strange looking and making exaggerated facial expressions. And like, this is my character's mannerisms is all these. And like, I, I don't know who I don't know. Tanya Harding, the character, the person like all that well. So like, I don't know like how well she's imitating Tanya Harding, but like, there's like I've, I just keep seeing these like things of her like doing these like Margot Robbie, who's an excellent actress, just doing these bizarre facial expressions. And she's got all this makeup to make her face look weird and whatever. And it's like I it's just there's I've seen a lot of actors do that kind of thing. And it's like, oh, look at how different they look. They're such a good actor. And it's like how yeah. like a, a, a couple years ago, I read an article um, when. Uh, Leo won his Oscar for The Revenant and how one of the then they were saying they were making a similar case about acting as physical endurance and it's like it's not how good your uh, how good your actor was but it's what your actor went through to do the role right and like and that then becomes the replacement for good acting and that's that's really bothersome to me mm-hmm. well and I I think there's a weird a line here because I, I think for the Tanya you know, Harding, I haven't seen the movie, but I've seen, you know, clips of her yeah. and she's pretty well nailing the nineties look and the Tanya Harding reactions to stuff. I think mm-hmm. that's probably pretty okay. fair, fair representation. I don't think nothing I've seen has been like just crazy over the top. Right. Um, but like I think Christian Bale tends to be somebody that people like confuse uh, acting ability with the ability to gain and lose weight. Yeah. And <laughs> I'm like, he almost killed himself for the machinist. And I don't like that movie because he seems like a zombie who needs a sandwich and he's not emoting. <laughs> he just looks really tired and hungry. And yeah. I'm like, why am I watching this movie where this guy is just torturing himself? Yeah. It's yeah, damaging the film is something enjoyable. It's just an oddity and like a spectacle of how gross he looks. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and it, it was kind of the same thing with like American Hustle, which was I started watching it. It's boring as fuck. 
There's nothing going on. None of the characters are interesting. It's just like David or Russell doing his thing and having all these A-list actors and whatever. But Christian Bale is fat and he gained a ton of weight for it. And he's not wearing a fat suit. He'd like intentionally gain a ton of weight. And it's like, look how good an actor. Look how committed he is. It's like, no, he just gained a bunch of weight. That doesn't make him a good actor. And he's going to have a goddamn heart attack because he keeps fluctuating his weight to like unhealthy levels. There's there's a certain degree to which that kind of stuff can can help and can like influence your acting, but like if that's the extent of what you do, that doesn't make you a good actor. You've seen him in Batman. You've seen him in Newsies. This summer, Christian Bale is fat. <laughs> Newsies, the pinnacle of his acting career. I, I've seen two movies with Christian Bale in them. <laughs> Batman. <laughs> I I did a high school production where we did a number from Newsies, and I was in it. What <laughs> what what? Which number? I I, I don't remember. This is the, the Christian Bale number. Did yeah. Did you not see? Um, he was also the lead. <laughs> he was in Swing Kids. <laughs> he was in uh, the Prestige. Yeah. He was I never saw the Prestige. <laughs> uh, he was in plenty of stuff. Yeah, so many things. American yeah. Psycho would probably be the yeah. one that I would have reached for, but I don't watch movies. We've established this. <laughs> I'm Julian McKenzie, co-host of the Scrum Podcast, a sports show I'm doing with my podcasting partner in crime, Tristan Damore, on the Upford Network. Every week, we analyze something different from the Canadian sports media landscape. Lack of diversity, getting a job in the field, coverage of different sports, and answering some of the harder questions. Through a combination of back-and-forth discussion and high-profile guest interviews, we're aiming to figure out exactly what's up in the world of sports. Find us wherever podcasts are sold. iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, SoundCloud, Message in a Bottle, Morse Code, Telegram, Singing Telegram, Target, Walgreens, Bird's Nest, Dad's Shed, uh, and a crowded convention center bathroom. Topics of High Importance, a podcast where we get high and explore food, science, gaming, pop culture, and beyond. Filled with super tangents, forgetful flubs, and that awkward kind of tension that can only be produced by a married couple. Topics of High Importance on the Upford Network. Join us, won't you? Our second Patreon topic comes from Candace, who asks, what are your best Trump jokes? The entire presidency. Uh, Let's move on to our third question. <laughs> Adrian, do you have any really good ones? Um, you know, it, it's hard to find humor. And I think like, <laughs> um, the, you know, in any horrible situation, there is a gallows humor and there are things that are fun to laugh at. Like I got an immense amount of joy, not directly Trump, but that um, Jared Kushner uh mm-hmm. security clearance got taken away and i i feel like we, we could really bridge a political gap where left and right come together to think that jared kushner is a dipshit yep. I, I don't think it's a far stretch i think we can come together on that because he had terrible grades like if you're somebody who who really doesn't like um you know the the way that colleges they, they should do everything on merit and they don't like um you know, like any preferential treatment. Mm-hmm. Uh, he just got into Harvard for having a lot of money. Right. Uh, so already we can all laugh. And he donated to a bunch of, you know, um, Democratic campaigns. So we can assume he's a wussy liberal. So as we can all <laughs> laugh at, at him for doing that. And um, 
and just that he like I when Jared Kushner became a part of the news all of like the liberal people around me were like well he'll be like a moderating factor you know he's he's a, a liberal he'll have the president's ear he'll you know be able to give that kind of influence and he has been tasked with solving middle eastern peace uh <laughs> An envoy to Mexico, Japan, China, I think several other countries uh, to solve the opiate crisis. Um, he's got a pretty full docket. And mm-hmm. if somebody came to, to me with all of those things, I'd be like, well, that's fucking crazy. Yep. And I don't know that we should trust anybody who comes and goes, yeah, sure. I'm up for it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of clout. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, you gotta have a lot of swagger behind you. Go like, yeah, I'm gonna solve all of those things. Um, my my favorite Trump joke that happened this week was that he tweeted "witch hunt" in all caps with no context, and then James Blunt retweeted that tweet with James Blunt in all caps. <laughs> James Blunt, <laughs> right? Wow, it was beautiful. That's great. <laughs> Might I even say? You're beautiful. It's true. Oh. <laughs> I am um, <clears throat> back during the, the, the election, which was, as we remember, a year and a half long. Um, I, I uh, wa- experimented a little bit with the idea of coming up with a stand up routine hmm. that essentially revolved around the like one one joke I wanted to get to was the absurdity of thinking that Donald Trump not being a politician is a good thing by hey, saying like can you do it for us right now? <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't remember a lot of it but it was kind of like <laughs> it, 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 just making a lot of links I'm, t- I'm very distracted by this right now <laughs> I've got really nervous all of a sudden I feel like I'm climbing it climbing a rock climbing wall right now but it was like, how absurd is it? <laughs> how absurd is it to ex- to expect a, a politician to not be good as to not be good at politics to be a good thing? Right. Right. It's like if I said, I love my plumber. He doesn't know anything about plumbing. He is great. Oh, the, right? the whole thing is ridiculous. my my surgeon doesn't get caught up with things like anatomy <laughs> and human bodies or proper tools or sanitation he just he just knows and understands his own body and just he figures it out you know he doesn't bring in like how absurd is it to think that my taxi driver can't drive he's great <laughs> i like that <laughs> that that escalated well yeah <laughs> thanks yeah. Um, so in these little pockets of, of horrificness, I, I do like to look back on this. I, I'm sure everybody's seen it, but I just a little reminder because I love it so much that the, this is um, quoted from Donald Trump. And it's my favorite bit of nonsense. You're that about he's to ever cry. Spewed. It's wonderful. Please continue. <laughs> look, having the nuclear... My uncle was a great professor and a scientist and an engineer. Dr. John Trump at MIT. Good genes. Very good genes. Okay. Very smart. At the Wharton School of Finance. Very good. Very smart. You know, if you're a conservative Republican, if I were a liberal, if like, okay, if I ran as a liberal Democrat, they would say I'm one of the smartest people anywhere in the world. It's true. But if you're a conservative Republican, they try, oh, do they do a number? That's why I always start off, went to Wharton, was a good student, went there. 
went there, <laughs> but did this, built a fortune. You know what I have to give my like credentials, uh, credentials all the time because we're a little disadvantaged, but look, look at the nuclear deal. The thing that really bothers me, if it would have been so easy and it's not as important as these lives are, the nuclear is possible, a powerful, my uncle explained that, uh, to me many, many years ago, the power was 35 years ago. He would explain the power of what's going to happen. And he was right. Who would have thought, but when you go and you look what's going on with the four prisoners now it used to be three now it's four but when it was three and even now i would have said it's all in the messenger fellas and it's fellas because you know they don't they haven't figured out that the women are smarter right now than the men so you know it's going to take them like another 150 years but the persians they're great negotiators the iranians are great negotiators and so they just killed they just killed us what was the thesis of that don't know <laughs> the nuclear <laughs> i i was kind of surprised uh, that like something about women being smarter than men snuck its way into something donald trump said but yeah. in the most patronizing possible way yeah. well yeah it's donald trump what do you expect <laughs> yeah he is the uh he is the king of the the compliment that's really an insult mm-hmm. yeah. the explain and brag <laughs> The complicult. The complicult and the explanatory. Yeah, that's like exactly what uh, when an old man says, Oh, you're so much prettier when you smile. Oh, don't don't uh, drink too much. You know, it's uh, you'll be ugly. (laughs) (laughs) Don't drink too much, you'll be ugly. Really sounds like something Donald Trump would say. Maybe. I, I, one of my favorite memes about Donald Trump is the one where there's a picture of like a a yellow fluffy caterpillar and they just put that on top of his head and you can't tell if it's his hair or the caterpillar. Yeah. It's great. I like the gifts where he holds up the, uh, the book. Yeah. (laughs) Where he signs, uh, one of like the, um, executive orders and they just have drawn in like a picture of a cat with like a child's like (laughs) spelling of a cat and he's shows it to everyone <laughs> and they just keep changing whatever it is in the book oh, oh god it's man. great or the, there's the one about how uh, donald trump can't read and oh. a lot of people there's this f- fake conspiracy theory that donald trump can't actually read mm. yeah wonderful because he it, it really looks like he can't yeah i don't think he yeah. likes to well i would honestly believe that there's some element of like not being all there going on no, with him. for sure like, he's yeah. senile he like he like there must be something right i feel like teffer has mentioned that he she suspects that he may have some type of like als i think is what she said because there's like there's things that he does that are like similar to beginning stages of that yeah like the, the like... way he drinks water is so strange super weird water cup thing yeah. that happened mm-hmm. yeah yeah he it's... like i i don't even i don't even understand how have you Sorry, go for it. Oh, no, no. I was just like, it's a weird combination of like narcissism, like run rampant through early set on, uh, not early set Alzheimer's. It would just be early stage Alzheimer's. But uh, yeah, there's just something going on there because he's more coherent when you see him. He's not a good dude, but he's like more coherent when you see clips of him in the 90s. Sure. Yeah. 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 There's I, I remember seeing like a couple compilations of things strange wannabe power moves that he does all the time. Like you've seen the well, Trump like the shake, hand, the yeah, handshake the where he shakes and then pulls the hand toward him. Yeah. Right. And then there's the great, like 
like uh, one with Justin Trudeau where Trudeau yeah. like fights it and he- <laughs> Bravo Trudeau on that one. That's one of the great. one of the few good things he's done, but you know, <laughs> good on you, Trudeau. And there's this this strange thing where he anytime Trump sits at a table and there are things set for him, he just moves them around. But there's no logic to it. He doesn't always move his cup to the same part, you know, like and he will do that within the same meeting where he'll just like take the papers and just like and then set it back down, take the coaster, move it here, take the pan, move it in front, and then bring it back, move the cup. And I think it seems to me like maybe back in the 70s or the 80s, he read one book <laughs> about how to how to appear successful. Yeah. And that was one of the things they said was like, appear success, like try to impress people by placing things where you want them. And if they're not, if they're already where you want them, just move them anyway. And I was like, great, move things everywhere. (laughs) Have a firm shake, pull the hand. Yeah. And that kind of thing. Well, yeah, it all, it all seems like, like misguided attempts at power moves. Yeah. 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 Yeah, But he's still like just a creepy, intimidating dude. Mm. Like he's still, (sighs) I will give him like, I, I think it's all part of the weird, narcissistic shtick but it does seem like when people say that he worked at uh they worked at his like restaurants and hotels and stuff like he's nice to the common man like he goes out of his way to be like polite and affable like i think that kind of shows that um front that he has that Mm -hmm. he has that ability to charm Mm -hmm. or you know kind of put that part of him forward well of course he's a narcissist Right, yeah. Yeah. but like Narcissists his need to be loved that. is so strong that like a bartender at his hotel, like oh, I'm gonna buy you a drink, you right. know, like he he has it at that level. Yeah, he is charming and charismatic for sure. Is he? Just, <laughs> I mean, I mean, he, I think he's losing it for sure. <laughs> he's definitely losing it, but like he, I mean, he somehow manages to to convince people that he's a that he's a worthwhile that he was a worthwhile candidate you know yeah. he, he didn't he didn't make it all the way there just by being senile and bizarre yeah well, i mean he's, he's persuasive a, a sack of garbage that really was able to connect with something <laughs> true mm-hmm. that was affecting people and some of that truth is not super pretty <laughs> yeah yeah that's the mildest way you could possibly put it <laughs> i really appreciated um John Mulaney, years before all this Trump stuff went down, had a bit about how Trump kind of seems like uh, a, a cartoon version of a billionaire. <laughs> he seems like a guy who had a lot of money and was walking down the street one day and a homeless guy yelled at him and was like, yeah, fucking build a big building with your name on it and fucking hire all your kids or whatever. And he was like, that's a great idea. I'm going to do that. <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah, because yeah. that's what he is. He's a he's a cartoon bi- mm-hmm. billionaire. He's and- definitely like not what um, legacy rich likes to to pose as. He like mm-hmm. he tapped into like what uh, poor people like to think, like the Scrooge yeah. McDuck fantasy of having everything yeah. gold. Well, that's yeah. it, right? Because because he's like probably i don't know how much money elon musk makes in comparison but i feel like probably they're on a similar level i think elon musk makes more money he might yeah oh i'm sure he does and like elon musk is like well documented as kind of a shitty dude but he's a shitty dude who has fun and does cool shit yeah as opposed to donald trump who is well documented as a shitty dude and kind of just is shitty all the time yep well i have a hard time Mm -hmm. with that like so like uh, steve jobs has a really Mm -hmm. um uh you know like 
less so now, but he, you know, yeah, that's true. But usually people's (laughs) estimation goes up when they die. But, you know, like people thought Steve Jobs was the cool guy. He was, you know, like the the leader of innovation. And um, Bill Gates was the nerd and he was the conglomerate and he was the uncool, bad, evil, you know, money grabber. Um, Whereas both of them basically did the same thing made a shit ton of money and bill gates gave a bunch of it to charity and i don't understand why like steve jobs is cool and bill gates is not it's the turtlenecks (laughs) i think i think again steve jobs was like very charismatic when he was on stage he knew how to talk to an audience and get them engaged whereas bill gates is just kind of like well hi there uh yes i want to present to you windows 95 i'm best friends with john green (laughs) When are we going to stop aspiring to, like... Shitty dudes? Shitty rich people. Like, when are we going to make that disconnect? What? Like, I thought the Oscars... the So they had this whole bit in the middle of it where they go into the theater next door to see... Like, go thank the people that actually go to the movies. Hmm. And they're just a regular movie theater people. And so they give all these... Like, they get a bunch of the Oscar nominees and famous people to go up in their gowns and go across the street and, like, throw hot dogs at them. Like, they're <laughs> fucking covered in diamonds! <laughs> throwing, like, snacks at common folk. <laughs> Like That's this. a dream come true. <laughs> if I was in that theater and a, a diamond covered person threw a hot dog to me, I would I would retire. I'd be done with life. I'd be so happy. I don't need anything else anymore. I got a hot dog. I'm a diamond crusted Warren Beatty. I get that it's exciting, but on a fundamental level, is there not something problematic with that? Yeah, it's it's very disconnected. Yeah, and it's very like, look at all us rich people giving the common folk what they need. Look at us, we're so good. Why don't you throw something from your ten thousand dollar Oscar grab bag? Almost, it's almost literally here are bread and circuses. Yes, like it's yeah. yeah. Didn't, uh, what was it? I feel like last year, maybe the Stranger Things kids handed out like peanut butter and jelly sandwiches at the Oscars. Yeah. I thought that was cute. Oh, no, I think it, it would have been, it was, was it at the Oscars or was it at the Emmys? Oh, I don't know. I don't know, I, I don't know the yeah. difference. The Emmys is for TV. Oh. But it may have been it at the, Oscar. the Emmys. Then, I feel yeah. like I remember a lot of fun things happening at the Oscars. Was that where Ellen year? took her fun wacky That was selfie? two years ago. Mm. Where she she also ordered pizza for literally everyone. And then there's the picture of Meryl, Meryl Streep. Meryl Streep with pizza. Y- yep. My favorite celebrity couple. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm not saying those people shouldn't be excited. I just had this moment of like, really? Is this... The people covered in diamonds are going to throw chips. Were they good hot dogs? I don't know. They I mean, were in a hot dog not. cam like cannon shot by Army Hammer. That's pretty exciting. I mean, of all the people to shoot it, I would take it by Army Hammer. To be real. <laughs> Let's get that um, audio clip out of context. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not yeah. saying it's not thrilling. I'm not saying that anybody's wrong. It just there was an overall disparity that grab my attention yeah i i uh i'm gonna go on a little a little bit of an army hammer tangent right now Uh, army hammer and naomi watts to me are live and exist in the same place in my brain where they are good actors very good actors i'm aware of them i've seen them and stuff and enjoyed their performances they're both good looking blonde people and as soon as i look away from them i do not remember what they look like Mm -hmm. i like I could not describe to you what Naomi Watts looks like other than blonde. And I, and like whenever in my mind, whenever I try to picture Army Hammer, I see Garrett Headland. 
I don't know who that I is. I don't know who that Fair is. Fair enough. But... <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, anyway. It's like, it just, he, both of them, I can't just, the image of their face does not stay in my mind. Mm. I'm going to posit a, a hypothesis of my own. I feel like there are people that are so good looking that they're not attractive. Yep. I agree. Yeah. yeah. I feel like Ryan Reynolds and Ryan Gosling look way too similar to me. Mm. To the point where I Disagree. think of I think of them as ugly versions of each other. I think they're both very attractive, <laughs> but when I'm thinking about Ryan Gosling, and then someone shows me a picture of Ryan Reynolds, I'm like, oh, that's an ugly picture of Ryan Gosling. And when I'm thinking about Ryan Reynolds, and someone shows me a picture of Ryan Gosling, I'm like, that's an ugly picture of Ryan Reynolds. I think and I Ry- can't tell the difference between them. I think Ryan Reynolds is better looking than Ryan Gosling. That's my hot take. I I think I agree with you. Which one of them is Green Lantern? Uh, Gos- no Reynolds. Re- yeah. Then I agree with you. Reynolds. Yeah, I think Go- I think he's funnier. He's delightful. Oh, definitely. Well, yes. Uh, Ryan. Ryan. Maybe Gosling? that's why he's more attractive. Mm. Maybe because funny I- people are super sexy. Audience. Gosling? But I would get all on top of Ryan Gosling if that was an opportunity. Well. Yeah. 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 I think I think we all would. I'm like a I'm like a one on the Kinsey scale, and I would get I would go all, all on top of Gosling. Simon is the straightest man in my friend circle, and even he would have sex with Ryan Gosling. That's true. Yeah. I mean, like I would want to spend an evening with uh, Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, Ryan. Yeah, Ryan Reynolds because he's just delightful. Yeah. But yeah, Gosling. Mm. Oof. Yeah, I feel like I'd want to have like like weird back alley sex with Ryan Gosling, <laughs> but like a relationship with Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds's Twitter is so great, so funny. Oh man, yeah. I think, and they're. I think they're both equally good actors. I don't think they're. They're neither of them are phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Well, one's more comedic and one's more serious. But like they've both ventured in both comedy and seriousness, mm. right? Like Ryan Ryan Gosling was really good in uh, Lars and the Real Girl. But I right? don't think that like that plays well because he doesn't play at comedy. Right. I love I, that movie. I, I, I think exactly right. Where and and Ryan Reynolds was great in The Woman in Gold. Uh, did you see that? Where he, no. he he plays like some he plays a lawyer who tries to help Helen Mirren find or uh, um uh, what is it? <coughs> Helen Mirren has a like Klimt painting that was technically for her but then belongs to some museum in germany and, and ryan reynolds is the lawyer trying to help her get it back okay i'm sure you made that movie up but um, no it's true. <laughs> but could i just say that helen mirren is such a babe and like what the universe decided oh, yeah. that she was just going to be a babe forever mm-hmm. like her standing next to jane fonda who i don't know all all credit she's grace on grace, and, grace Frankie. and frankie but she looks Barbarella. like trash next to <laughs> <laughs> Helen Mirren, who looks like the most elegant, beautiful thing that ever lived. I do love Jane Fonda, though. I nothing <laughs> against her. I, I'm fine with her. I just like very. Who few... can stand next to Helen Mirren and not look like a bag of trash? Uh, Glenn Close, Glenn Hansard. <laughs> also true. I like Glenn Hansard a lot. This is a deep I, uh, Hollywood episode. I do. I do hope. Oh, I could go so deep Hollywood. I like. Yep. <laughs> This Deep is throat Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, I was I was talking to to my roommate the other day, and Claire was there. And at some point, uh, my roommate and I started talking about movies. 
uh, we're just talking about different movies we saw. And Claire pointed out how interesting it is to hang out with actors who talk about movies because they ne- we never refer to characters, only ever the actors by like full name. <laughs> <laughs> and like we'll name all these like like deep cut actors, and we'll be like, I fucking love. Garrett Headland, and then everyone's like, "Oh, he was so good in Mudbound and Four Brothers, wasn't he?" And then everyone's <laughs> is like, that two what? movies or one? <laughs> These are two movies. Okay. These are two movies. I like. I watched Mudbound recently, and I couldn't think of anything else that uh, Garrett Headland was in. He was in Inside Lewin Davis. There's another one. Oh. Do, so, do you guys like instead of saying like? Oscar Isaac and and Star Wars like so Oscar Isaac is going off and he's getting you know his BB-8 and all that stuff. Well, no, no, but- you you don't say BB-8. It's Ben Schwartz. <laughs> <laughs> his tweet last night was really funny for for the Oscars. But um, uh, do you always say like him present? I Oscar Isaac presenting the character of <laughs> <laughs> the role. I, of there's Oscar always Isaac? a separation between actor and character. Uh. No, I mean, I think the way that I de- that I describe the woman in gold is pretty much how we do her. We'll just be like, Helen Mirren is <laughs> how lost. how we do her. <laughs> <laughs> That's how we do it. Um, yeah, no, we just like refer to them by name. Like, I, I've played this game with my actor friends before where we, um, <clears throat> someone starts by naming an actor and then the next person names a movie that that actor was in. And then the next person names an actor that that, who was also in that movie. And then the next person names another movie that actor was in. And it goes around and around until, yeah. Do you try to- really difficult outdo each other is it like a, a one-up mission uh there's so if if someone can't name if you like can't name anything uh either a, a movie or a, uh, an actor or whatever you can say challenge and then the other the person who just said the last so thing you're literally playing a game has this is not a conversation <laughs> this is a game the event so you say challenge and then the person who just said the thing has to name another whatever it was so if you say like mm. if i said garrett headland and then you're like i don't know what he was in and you say uh, challenge. If I if I said Garrett Hedlund in regards to Mudbound, I would have to then say Inside Lewin Davis or Aragon or Four Brothers or anything you know anything else like that. Right. It's a very fun game that I've played before. I like it a lot. I feel like I'd be really bad game. at that unless we limited it to like TV. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's we always have to talk about whether we include TV in mm. this or not. Mm. So it always comes up at some point where someone goes like, I don't know. Just some TV show. Martin Sheen. Martin Sheen. Oh, and then, so great. And then I go, Grace and Frankie. And someone says, You can't do TV. And they go, Why can't I do TV? And then. Some, you know. So you guys don't have genuine human conversations, is what <laughs> I'm getting. We're actors. <laughs> no. <laughs> we have those on stage and on camera. And then when we get off of there, we're, we just retreat into ourselves. and So you're only genuine when you're pretending to be someone else? Yes. <laughs> I hate you all. <laughs> So depending on the school of acting that we're from, sometimes we're not just pretending to be someone else. We are someone else. Oh, I hate you Damn. more. I don't do that. Don't hate me that much. <laughs> you can hate me, but not that much. Oh, man. I well, hope we answered your question, Candace. Yeah. That, <laughs> that brings us to the end of our show for this week. Remember to rate and review this show. Yes, Tom. It's just special. Remember to rate and review this show on iTunes and Stitcher. Subscribe to this show on your podcast app. Simon, pretend to be someone better than you are. Jeez. You're an actor. Um.
rate and review the show on iTunes and Stitcher. Subscribe on your podcast app of choice. Share this episode with a friend who you think would do really well in a snowboarding competition. Mm. Uh, and, and don't share it with me, okay? I'm in it. I know <laughs> I know about this show already. Yeah, Simon Simon would be really good in a snowboard competition, yeah. but he's he's already listened to this yeah. one. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Down With Talking and each of us individually. I'm at Towns Alatni. I'm at No The Other Simon. At Boxless Thoughts. Does anyone have shows to plug? Yeah, come see Smackhead at the Freestanding Room. You've got four more days, five more shows. It's going to be from Thursday the 8th to Sunday the 11th. There's also a matinee on Saturday the 10th. Please come. It's such a good show. I'm really happy and excited about it. And you guys are really going to enjoy it. If you can buy your tickets online, do it, because there are literally only 30 seats. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's a very small room. Do that. You too, Adrian. You too, Kate. Johan already came to see it, so thanks, Johan. Good, Johan. Please please come see it. It's great. Johan can go to your show, but he can't come to this show. I see how it is. Uh, I will be continuing to watch Voyager and remembering how much that I like Janeway. (laughs) I'm with her. Hashtag. Um (laughs) Uh, and then uh, until I run out of Star Trek. But if you want to tweet me uh, any of your Star Trek musings, I am open and ready for business. Sweet. I think Kirk Franklin was my favorite <clears throat> captain. <laughs> That's so uh, infuriating. <laughs> That's great because Kirk Franklin. Oh, my God. <laughs> so uh, we've talked about Jeff Foxworthy's The American Bible Challenge game show before right i think so kirk franklin is his musical co-host and it's not a good show (laughs) uh you know what is a good show is uh learn real good learn real good is an improv show that's a genetic splicing of a ted talk with improv uh i've been taking photos for that for the past few months uh and i'm doing it again this week um friends of the show katie pagnuco and ashley aranetta are both hosting it and uh there's a bunch of talented performers who will be in it as well so yes. that'll be at montreal improv Woo! on thursday the 8th at 8 30 p.m come on out it'll be a good time you'll learn some things and also laugh nice yeah, yeah well special and special thanks to crackers and jam for letting us use the title track off the ep benson as our theme music you can find all their music for sale at crackers and jam.bandcamp.com and this show is produced and edited by tom zalat that's me for him him for the upford network god damn it <laughs> so close you can find out about all our great shows at upfordnetwork.com oh man my heart's been hurting all day today i have to poop so bad all right great i wonder if that's why it was uh, that's why it was bad <laughs> my heart is directly linked to your butthole yes come to see you i say now benson 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 benson